When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's Mortgage Mentor. With more than 30 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings, you'll learn to take your mortgage practice to new heights. Certified Mortgage Planner and CEO of KineticSparkConsulting.com, here is Jennifer Duplessis. Hi, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm Jen Duplessis, like you didn't know, huh? But listen, if this is your first time, joining us. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen in. And for those of you that have been um, followers of me from the very beginning, I want to say thank you to you as well. I hope you're listening in while you're, uh, let's see, what have I heard lately? People are working out. People are riding their bikes. Someone's uh, driving on a long trip and they have their spouse listening to me, you poor thing. Um, But I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much. And, uh, you know, ask you to continue to pay it forward. Share it with as many people as you possibly can. And uh, listen, I have a goal right now, and that is to have 100 reviews. Hopefully they're all good on iTunes. So after this one, please take five minutes to review. And if you can't do it on your cell phone because you can't figure it out, then go on your computer to iTunes, um, search for Mortgage Lending Mastery, you'll find it and you'll be able to um, do a review. So if you could um, help me with that, um, gosh, I wish sure would appreciate it. Okay, so let's get on to today's episode. Uh, With me today, I'm so excited to present to you uh, Christine Beckworth, um, who is the National Vice President of Realtor and Sales. So we're going to talk about that um, with Annie Mac Home Mortgage, which is um, based out of New Jersey. And um, Christine is, uh, she's been in the, gosh, you know, Christine, how long have you been in the business? Can't remember, 20 years, right? 30 years. 30 20 years, year. 30, 30 now. 30. Yeah, so yeah. you and I are old folk in this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, She's yeah. She's been with Annie Mac for um, 11 years. Uh, she um, has looked back on her legacy of breaking glass ceilings, you know, year after year as a top producer. Um, she's been in several magazines. She writes Chronicles. You know, she's on covers of magazine. I mean, we're, in fact, we're kind of, we kind of follow each other. It's so funny how we didn't know each other until about a year and a half ago. And yet we're, you know, we're one degree with everybody we're, you know, we meet with writing articles for the same publications and things like that. Um, she's also the author of, um, a couple of books, but a recent, and I, maybe you can talk about some of the other books, but, um, a, a recent book that she wrote called clear boundaries, um, for women business um, and any woman who's in business. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes here. She's also going to be um, speaking at the same conference I'm going to be speaking at, um, well, gosh, next week, huh? So by the time yeah. this all gets out, we'll be, all, we'll be already done with it, but it's called the National Association of Minority Mortgage Bankers of America, otherwise known as NAMBA. And if you missed it, um, plan to go next year, and there are lots of little chapters all around the country that you can get involved in. It's um, specific for women and, and minorities, and not just salespeople, but operations as well. We want to uh, progress everybody's uh, career in mortgage lending. So with that said, Christine, welcome, and thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us. Well, thank you for having me, and I I love the introduction. I appreciate all the the accolades and pointing out all the great things that have been happening to me this last year. I certainly feel blessed, and 
I love that you're saying I'm one degree from you because I definitely look up to you. And, um, oh, yeah, it's, uh, it's an honor to be on your show today. Thank you for having me. Happy, happy to have you. Okay, so let's just dive in. I've got some questions for you, and I know you have some things you'd like to talk about, too. We want to make sure we get through everything today. Um, with your position as, um, I want to talk about that just so that everybody has clarity around um, national VP, we get that, of Realtor and Sales. So help us understand what your role is with Annie Mac. And for those that don't know who Annie Mac is, um, maybe you just want to give us a little blurb about, you know, who is Annie Mac? Of course, everyone's like, okay, I got Freddie Mac. I got yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yep. Who's Andy Mac, right? Yep. Yeah, I'll, I'll happily talk about Andy Mac. So Andy Mac became Andy Mac uh, about nine years ago. Prior to that, we were uh, a regional north, uh, east regional from Jersey, PA, and all the way up to the New England States company that was operating under the name of Village Home Mortgage. Same owners, uh, same people, and as we grew. And we realized that our, our business plan would take us national. We just didn't feel the name Village was going to cut it. So we went out and hired a marketing company. That company, of course, uh, found the name Annie Mac, um, which has familiarity. And people uh, tend to think that, yeah, they think yeah. that we're part of Freddie Mac or Fannie Mae. And, and we're not. Um, you know, we're our own company. We're actually a top 10 medium uh, financial company in, in that sector, um, which is, you know, something we're really proud of and growing. Um, we are a national company today, and we have branches in all the major markets across the U.S. So, and the second part, I think, of your question was my role, and it is yeah. a unique title. So, my role is kind of different, and I grew into this role. So, you mentioned I'd been with Annie Mac for 11 years, and when I started, it was at the end of the implosion, the mortgage implosion. Um, and that mortgage implosion obviously uh, left me finding a new job, which was here with Village, and I was their area uh, manager in Massachusetts. I was actually leaving H&R Block Mortgage, where I'd been for 13 years, and I had been their SVP of sales. So um, having said that, I would say that my role with um, Annie Mac was something I grew into. So about seven years ago, they decided that we really needed to focus on the purchase side of the business. And I'm really happy to say that Joe Penabianco, you know, he got it. He comes from Wall Street. He's our CEO. And he knew that we needed to switch from the refi company we were quickly. So he appointed me the national VP of realtor and sales to go out on the national real estate circuit and get arm and arm, arm to arm with the national brands, understand their regrowth, because they were recovering, most of them, from the downfall. You know, what were their business mantras? What was the business plans? And um, bring that back to the sales force here. Um, and again, I, I, I've been an originator in sales my whole career. So I will just end by saying, you know, I, I'm a decorated um, veteran. So he put me in charge of all the sales toolbox uh, items internally, um, and so I spend my days really helping new people coming to our company understand all the, the value proposition we offer. I spend my days out in the field uh, connecting the dots, and I oversee a platform that we have, our real estate education platform called the Annie Mac Word. That's awesome. And where you're educating realtors you're, and you're yeah. helping your teams you know, bring realtors in and, and providing value for them. That's correct. Yep. yep. 
Awesome. Awesome. Great. Thank you. Thank you for that debrief we, or that download as well. We really appreciate that. So that, that brings me to my, one of my next questions, which is, you know, if you're, if you, so how many loan officers are there that you're working with roughly? Sure. So we have four different divisions and uh -huh. the division that's largest is the one that I'm partnered with Vince Ingui. Um, and we have approximately 300 uh, loan officers in that division, but we have about 500 okay loan officers company-wide when you add up these various divisions under the Annie Mac umbrella. Okay. So 300 loan officers, you know, with a handful of them that are top producers, a bigger chunk that are, you know, right in the middle, and then you've got a whole bunch of new people as well. So, so the people that are listening in, you know, there's a whole variety of people that listen um, to the podcast, but what do you see with that type of sampling as the mm -hmm. biggest challenge right now? Right now, today's um, April 5th, right? We're just starting our second quarter of 2018. What are you seeing is, and I know there's probably many challenges, but what is the biggest challenge that you're seeing across that whole spectrum? Sure. I think that it's that there's been a, a change in the tide of the market in terms of, you know, the last three months specifically over the winter season, um, we've seen that increase in rate, and that has left uh, loan officers, you know, in a position coming into the spring market to really rely heavily on the purchase side of their business if they were getting any refi business um, going into the winter months. And you couple that with a supply and demand issue. So right. what's happening, yes, yeah, I'm sure you see it um, where yeah. you are. And what's happening, what I'm seeing is I'm getting a lot more phone calls from people I've been trying to recruit uh, for a long time. And I think it's because there's just a, uh, there's just a market unsettling occurring. Um, we certainly are getting a lot of questions ourselves internally, and we've answered those and put everybody's mind at ease. But I think what, what originators at large are experiencing is whether or not the rate sheet will stay where it is. Um, and if it stays where it is, and then eventually the builders' markets catch up and our supply and demand issue, you know, isn't what it is at the moment, what will then happen um, in regards to uh, their ability to sustain, you know, the type of production that they have in the last year? And I think it has a lot of loan officers looking around to see what other companies are doing. And from what I see, having talked to a good dozen of my peers at similar levels now at my age in uh, competing companies. So everybody's in the same boat. Um, I yeah, think that yeah, and jumping yeah. from one boat to the other and, and thinking, you know, thinking that, well, the guy down the street has a better rate, so I probably should yeah. go because I'm not getting business. It must be my rate. And I, you know, I had a conversation with someone I'm coaching internally in our company yesterday, and he said, you know, I just, I'm getting beat up by rate. And I go, but if you call like five other people, they're going to say the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And I'm giving yeah. that advice. I mean, I've had guys, like I said, calling me from other companies and I'm saying, you know, one of the questions I got was really from a very intelligent um, guy that I've worked with for 20 years and he's at a, a competing company. And he said, you know, what I want to know is, you know, is my, are my owners being honest with me when they tell me that this rate issue and this supply and demand issue might be long-term and I should just suck it up with this thinner margin um, you know, because branch right. managers are making less and their expenses have, have stayed flat. And if not, they might even have spent more to try to increase marketing in the spring market. And so 
you know, they're, they're not seeing the returns and they may have even lost one or two good producers to that carrot dangling scenario we just said. Well, especially so, with the bonuses, the signing bonuses. That yeah. we're, we're experiencing a lot of the signing bonus things, which, yeah. uh, which is kind of scary because if someone's going to go there, that now they're stuck. If they're going there for yeah. the wrong reasons, now they're stuck. That's right. This is what and I that, say that's to that. I say look past six months. Whenever, none of us, I mean, unless you're a real pond hopper, which I'm not, you know, I've, I've yeah. been doing this since I was 21 and, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and only moved three times. And so I'm definitely not a pond hopper, but I see it on resumes and, and I get it, you know, um, but if, you know, we're going to lose loan officers that I suppose are paycheck to paycheck for the sign on bonuses, but the real career guys, I think they'll heed our advice. Um, and I do think that they need to look past six months, there's a lot of companies that will sign big sign-on bonuses, get the guys over, but can they, can that originator sustain the volume of business when the guarantee dries up um, at the company they go to? You know, will it have what it needs or will they fall off a financial cliff and those companies that wrote those big checks see a higher rate of attrition at that point, you know, that then puts those loan officers, you know, at a loss for them. Um, and I know for one, Annie Mac is not one of those companies that wants to do that. We want long, sustainable, um, you know, climbing, um, you know, not declining, uh, volume producing. So, you know, while we'll write the checks, I think that we keep our heads on and we offer a value proposition that's robust and, and, and brings on career LOs. Yeah, I think that's really important. Well, good. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I, I, you know, I think it's important for people to understand that they're, they're not isolated. They're not on an island. They're not, you know, some, some people, I, you know, I get lots of feedback from my, from this podcast and, and people are saying, you know, what do I do and how, how should I approach this? And I'm not getting support from my, from my company. What do I do? You know, and I think it's just important to understand that, that you're not on an island. You're not isolated, that everybody's really dealing with this from top producers down. I mean, producers that were hundred million dollar producers are now producing mm-hmm. 60 and 70 million. So it's okay. I mean, that's it. And look, you and I've been around this for a while and we've yep. seen the ups and downs. It's a saturation issue. Um, it's oversold, right? Overbought. Yep. And <laughs> there's going to be, there's yep. going to be a change. You know, there'll be a change, but you know, keep your head down, do, you know, it's all, I've always said it's about the principles. The tactics will change, but the principles don't. So just keep your head down, do the activities, because remember the activities you're doing today are going to breed the success you're going to have in the next four to five months. If you don't, if you're not doing anything and you're, you're stuck in a rut, um, that's going to continue. That will continue yeah. because you're not actively and, out. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's good advice. That's really good advice. Yeah. And, I, and, I, and I think that there's a loss that every LO takes when they move um, with uncertainty by their referral partners to oh, no some question. degree. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you have to factor that in, you know, the rebuild, the, the, the movement. Um, and we're in a good market. You know, when you step back and you let the whole big picture come into focus, you know, rates are still good. There's still people, equity is returning into people's homes. You know, there will be people that now can finally do the home improvements that have been sitting for 10 years. They'll be yeah. able to, you know, some of the guidelines mm-hmm. have expanded, as you know. So now people can go and, and get, you know, the type of loans that will help them do home repairs that are essential. Um, and, you know, I think the great news is I think there's a long, you know, decade in front of originators. Um, that's going to be really fruitful where they're going to, you know, have sustainable business, 
Um, and yeah, you have to ride the wave. The wave's going to go up and it's going to go down. If you look around and you are working with people that you can trust that try to solve all the problems, because we are working on Wall Street, even though we're not working on Wall Street and people forget that. So it's, right. it's a move, you know, it's a moving platform. Um, I say stay put because what you don't know until you get into the trenches of another company is the culture. Um, I would say this to companies. Now is not the time to give bad service. You know, now. Oh, no question. Yeah, if you can't do it with yeah. low volume, you, good luck in the high volume. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So Animax, very service focused right now because we, we don't want our LOs having any excuses um, to jump. So yeah, you know, service does that a heightened, uh, you know, not that we weren't providing great service, but you know what I mean. It's yeah. at a heightened focus. Yeah, mm-hmm. I understand. Yeah, we just talked about that this morning as well. Okay, so um, if you were, you know, pl- plucked out of your current position and went, and went into a rigid back in, you know, full-time origination in a whole new town, what would you be doing to kickstart your business? Sure. Um, I would focus on examining the brokerages within that market that have the most business. You know, ironically, coaching right now, I'm coaching with the help of our regional vice president's team, about 170 loan officers at Mac directly um, twice a month. And um, I will tell you that what we see often is fear Um, especially in the newer origination ranks or the lower producing ranks where they really need to grow. Fear of talking to the broker that is doing business, a lot of business, because their feeling is they're so deeply embedded with the the lender of choice that they already have that there's no way that they're going to get business. And so so I say, oh, they give up or they don't even try. Um, Mm -hmm. And so what I say is, you know this. One, the national real estate the National Association of Realtors licensing dictates realtors giving three choices. Now, we all know that those rules might be bent by realtors, but I do think a lot of them adhere to it, too. And so, keep, you know, going in with like a play it dumb theme, I say to my originators, ask to be one of the three choices and, and be confident because you want to portray that if you're one of the three choices and you can just get an at-bat, that you're going to bring it home. And, you know, I also wouldn't be afraid to do some sort of, I would be doing home buyer seminars, so I would be getting a hold of people and pre-approving them so that I could hand leads to my realtors. I think that's a great way to start a, a realtor relationship. Um, and I certainly today would be offering educational, uh, you know, uh, value to realtors in the form of seminars and things that are benefiting, which is exactly what I'm doing for Annie Mac, um, so that, you know, we're bringing more to the table as a partner, as a true partner. Um, and I would just cast my net uh, at the beginning wide to get a lot of realtors, and then I would bring the net in and focus on, you know, the ones that are valuable, have like service levels, and have the business to give you. Right, right. And, you know, I think it's important for people to understand that you don't have to have a relationship with everybody. Um, Mm -hmm. And I I think that everyone thinks more is more, and and truly, I mean, this this is why we have these sayings, right? (laughs) There's a reason Mm -hmm. that we have these Mm -hmm. things. I think it's, um, you know, the best is more, you know, the best for you. That's right. You know, for you, whatever whatever it is for you. I think the other thing, um, if I can inject this too, would be, um, you know, creating a niche. It, you know, casting wide and being generic is is like 
you know, and I don't mean to cut down Ford, but, you know, okay, it's like getting a Ford. Everybody has a Ford. You want right. to say, well, look, I specialize in Porsches and I specialize in Nissans and I specialize in whatever. And through that, once you have that specialty, you'll be top of mind more frequently. Um, you'll, you'll prove your worth and they'll start giving you the Fords. You know, it'll all come, yeah. it'll all come there as well. But I think, you know, chasing too many things at one time is probably one of the worst things. So now you mentioned, um, you know, holding first-time homebuyer seminars, which I think a lot of people, you know, hear and, you know, five people respond, RSVP, yeah. and get everything ready, and then nobody shows. Um, mm-hmm. So what is the success rate that you're finding, and can you give a tip or two on how to yeah. get people to show up? Yeah. You know, I had um, Dave Savage from Mortgage Coach uh, do a podcast, uh, ironically, with me and, and a couple other gentlemen that are experts in this in the home buyers uh, realm about six months ago. And I got a lot from the guys that were on the podcast with me. It was great that there was, you know, other people on there. And at the same time, I left that um, building a kit. So Annie Mac has a home buyers seminar kit for our LOs that includes like a PowerPoint um, for the LOs to use and, and customize to them. Um, and then I shot a video on green screen for, that's about 22 minutes long. That's a press and play. So if you're, you know, one of the greatest things is there's a fear out there of presenting. So to help them with that, I kind of go over documents needed, the do's and don'ts of home ownership um, and all of that for them. And that leaves, you know, we say keep it to an hour. So we've, we've created a guide. And the biggest obstacle you just pointed out is attendance. How do you drive in attendance? So what we say is this. You want to have it in a community-friendly place that makes the home buyer. Think about when you were buying your first home. No matter the age, it's a fearful thing. You don't know, even if your parents and aunts and uncles and grandparents have given you all, you know, I, I compare home buying to, you know, having a baby. Like, you know, all the women want to tell their worst labor stories to the new mom and it's horrifying because you're like, oh, my God, is all the, you know, are all these things going to happen to me? And the same thing's true for home buying. You know, if we have a first time home buying, they, they've heard endless horror stories and, of course, watch the news for the last 20 years. So there's a lot of trust that needs to be built. I think you need to have it in a place they feel comfortable, a, a gymnasium at a school, a local right. college Neutral. that has, yes, mm-hmm. a neutral place, not the Marriott. I don't care if your company has the money to spend on a nice, posh venue. That's not the point. That's going to be intimidating. That is not appealing to a first-time homebuyer. And I would also target not just first-time homebuyers. I think you need to label, we've labeled our events home buying, and we've made sure to put, period, because right now we're at about the seven-year mark um, where the greatest amount of foreclosure occurred and people are allowed to reenter home buying. So we're going to see that happening, too. So we want to welcome back those folks because, Times have changed, guidelines have changed, um, and whatnot. And the last thing I would tell you is, you know, plan your event 45 to 60 days out. Drip market your advertising. I think social media is a great way to advertise, especially with Facebook's push, which is relatively inexpensive. Um, You can target it to towns and demographics that, you know, probably are likely to pull in and get to the right audiences. So, you know, I think yeah. too many times we try to do it in two weeks and we don't, we tell our realtors and then we show up with, you know, our cookies and coffee and um, nobody's there. So, you know, that's the biggest thing. And uh, yeah, they can be 
huge for, they can be a game changer if you do them right. Right, right. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for sharing that. So, so we'll have um, some links to the YouTube um, interview with you and Dave. Um, on, I think it was a Tuesday meeting, wasn't it? A Tuesday interview? It was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> well, because I'm on it every Friday. You know, I'm yeah. one of the mentors on the, on the Friday meeting. So I, I'm in there all the time listening to them and everything. And, of course, you know, I always talk about time blocking, and you know I do as well. And Saturdays yeah. are my time block to listen to all the recordings from the week because I can't do it during the week. So right. I listen to them, you know, on the weekends. So, okay, so you said, you know, you're talking about giving presentations. Um, for, the, for loan officers that are struggling a little bit um, right now, what is your feeling about conferences, about attending uh, conferences um, in today's market? You know, if they don't have a lot of business, they're saying, I really can't afford it. I don't know if I mm -hmm. should do it. Um, you know, what is your thought on it? It can be good or bad. I, I just want to know what your opinion is. On that. I think it's huge. You know, I'm trying to lead by example for my sales mm -hmm. force by going to as many that my schedule will permit. Um, because I really believe, you know, I challenged. Uh, so an interesting, you know, short story is that last year for 2017, I coached 60 new originators for Animax the entire year. And we had a retreat in the fall and I stood up and I challenged them to really dive into the social media marketing and I gave them best practices and we brought in some of our top performing LOs that use it, um, you know, and do, you know, a ton of business through the use of it. And I said, listen, I'll be the first to admit I don't use it the way that I should. I don't. So here's what I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you that I'm going to increase my presence on Facebook and LinkedIn. I'm going to uh, target 10,000 contacts um, this year, 2017, and I'm going to try to see if I can network with at least a dozen people that I've never networked with before and, and see what kind of opportunities that bring me, and I'm going to try to go to conventions. Um, and that's what I set out to do, and as a result, I met Jessica Peterson, which you mentioned my Clear Boundaries book, you know, mm -hmm. co-authored that. Um, I ended up getting invited to the next conference to I got invited to a bunch of podcasts. I ended up meeting Kristen Mercelli doing David Savage's podcast. Yep. Kristen yep. Um, Mercelli is the editor, as you know, of Women's yep. Mortgage Magazine. So mm -hmm. just, you know, I lived it and I think the LO should do it. I think they should get out there because visibility right now is the name of the game. People are going to buy and work with people that have a heavy, uh, you know, dedication to networking. It's just, you know, if you're not doing it, you're going to get beat, beat up by the people that are doing it. In my opinion, you're going to yeah. uh, be outbeat by those people that are. Well, that, you know, if you're not in front of your, in front of your clients, your competition is. And that's always yeah. the challenge. You know, that's I'm it. always going, hey, if I'm in here and, you know, I just had a new loan officer um, join the company. Well, he, he's been with me on my team for a while and just became a loan officer. He said, well, you know, what should I be doing? And I said, you know, you start April 1st. It's been this week, right? Start April 1st. Um, I would be booked solid. Because there's, you, right. your clients aren't in here. Well, the other day he was sitting in here. I said, what are you doing in here? I mean, it's habit to come in and, right. you know, I had work for him, right? What are you doing yeah. in here? You know, and he said, he goes, well, I'm just, you know, working on, I'm listening to some videos. No, 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 no. This is when you need to be out. You, there aren't, That's do you right. see clients sitting in here? No. Do you see realtors in our office? No. So, you know, really getting people to understand, you know, the importance That's of being right. out there. And, you know, that professional um, knowledge is really, really, the professional development is huge. Okay, so as we wrap up our time together, I want to talk about um, 
I briefly want to talk about your book, unless there's anything else that you want to talk about as well. I just you know, want to make sure that people uh, know that companies are working for them on their behalf, that um, you know, uh, price compression is happening. We got that. Profit compression is happening. Yep. Uh, not necessary to jump, jump ship to find someone else who might have a better price because they're, they're saying the same thing there. Uh, continue your education while you're you know, low. I would also say perfect your process. While, you're, okay. while your production is low so that you're ready and ramped and ready to go, this is the best time to be doing that. Um, do first-time home buyers, buyer seminar. Not, I shouldn't say first-time. Do home buyer seminars. You know I do home seller seminars, so yep. do seminars. I have a class every single month here in my office uh, for realtors, um, and I also do webinars for realtors. If I can't get them in, I'll get them listening, right? And so I call, I call it listen and learn, and um, I do those every single month as well. I'm just engaging, you know, so that I, I think that's mm-hmm. the thing. Last year it was curiosity. This year it's engagement. It, you've got to yep. be plugged in and you've got to be engaged. You cannot be sitting in your office, woe is me. You've got to be out there doing it. Um, right. You know, a little a funny little thing years ago, um, I think most people know Dave Stevens. He's the um, CEO, current CEO of Mortgage Bankers Association. He's a dear friend of mine. We've been friends for years and years. And um, he, used to, he used to say to us back way back then, and now I've s- said it to other people, when someone says, how's business? And you're like, oh, it sucks. <laughs> right? Can't say right? that. It's your own self talk. No. So we would say it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it could be unbelievably bad or unbelievably right. good, but that's it's unbelievable. True. You know, and that <laughs> that is uh, go out and say that's that's how everything is. Yeah, how's business? Oh my gosh, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and people that's will be attracted. Right. Okay, so recently you um, wrote a book and released it, and I know it'll be available in a couple of weeks. When I think we're gonna sh- we're gonna share books, right? You're gonna give one to me, and I'm gonna yes. give it to you. Yep. Uh, we get down there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, called Clear Boundaries, and um, so could you give us just you know a quick three minutes or four minutes on um, what this book is, and and uh, you know why you, you why you found the passion to write it? Sure. Yeah, I actually was writing uh, um, my bio slash tell all sales tips book um, that I was releasing middle of February called wise eyes, which took me about 10 years to write that I'm really, really proud of. And I don't know, you know, you being one of the other women that, that has recently um, wrote your book coming off your big launch last night. And ironically, no pun intended, your book's name is launch. Um, You know, (laughs) there wasn't, I mean, I think about this, but growing up, there was no, there was no one that, I have a book, you know, I'm sitting in my den right now and I have a library in here of, of sales, uh, self-help books and none were written by women. You know, they're yeah. all men. Mm-hmm. Um, and not that my book, my book is for men and women. Uh, my book is 95% a sales book, you know, told from my journey, my story. Yes. And um, there's one chapter in there for women because I think, you know, I would be missing an opportunity to help women if I didn't say what my two cents was on that. But while I was doing that um, and looking for an editor, I had an incident occur where I had a man follow me from a hotel in New Jersey and startle me. And I took to LinkedIn and did a video uh, that I put out to just remind women to be careful out there. It had startled me that much. I just, it made me like jump into, you know, um, being an activist. Um, and I, right. the more I thought about it over my 30 year career, I had taken a safety course way back when, and I have used those tips over and over and over again. So long story short, when I was, you know, 18 and I was a teller and I was going through college, 
um, for sports medicine, ironically. I had a coworker go missing who would later be found um, dead and was killed in a domestic situation where she was taken by an ex-boyfriend. And she had a um, order um, on him and it didn't work. Now, fast forward over the 30 years of endless stories of, of, you know, me using these safety tips I would take. She, it was because of her that I took the safety course at like 19 years old. It was because of that safety course over the 30 years that I stayed safe because I used all of the tips that I learned doing it. And it was put on by Bank of America back then 100 years ago. And I just thought, you know what? There's not a lot of safety tips out there. So Jessica Peterson sees me on LinkedIn. She is the uh, president of a company called Wow, uh, Simply Wow. She does a lot of PR uh, stuff and she's in our field with a real estate license. And, And she said, you know, that's my passion too. So we got together and we wrote Clear Boundaries. Clear Boundaries is a 2018, very uh, short, 100-page book that has relevant current uh, safety for all women. Um, the name of the, the tagline is for every businesswoman's essential safety guide, and it truly is. I mean, we talk about, we address the movement right out of the gates in the first chapter. We, we start the book off with a headline of a, of a woman uh, realtor that was killed. And we go into the whole, you know, Me Too movement and what Oprah Winfrey said this past year. So it's, it's so current. Um, we don't take a stance on that um, necessarily because we're not two women that are necessarily wanting to be in that position. But we felt like if we didn't address it, um, we would be remiss. So what we say is here is our positive influence on women to take an offensive position instead of a defensive position, instead of looking back at all the violations or things that may or may not have happened to women over the decades, let's now look forward and and let's take into control our own safety. And so this is our contribution to the business world. um, And we believe we will save lives with it. We've had dozens of women write in the book stories. We've had dozens of men that stepped up and gave us free tips for self-defense. We even have pictures of, you know, things that you can do in the spur of a moment of an attack. This is a short read. We've created a certification around it that's being released next month. Um, And we think that it's a game changer. And we hope it goes viral um, because we really believe we, you know, we real. this is our feel-good thing. You know, we're not looking Mm -hmm. to make uh, money off this book. We're looking, in fact, we dedicated it um, to one of my coworkers who um, was murdered in December uh, at Annie Mac, Colleen Brownell in New Jersey, in the same situation as 30 years ago. Um, not to be morbid, but just be honest, you know, this is still happening. And I thought, you know, she really helped me wrap this book up because I thought how ironic that this happened at the beginning of my career and it's happening again. You know, what has changed in 30 years with women's safety? So there it is. Uh, it's available on Amazon. Um, and Kindle, and I hope that people will will buy it. If you want to read about it, you can go on um, www.businesswoman with an a n safety dot com, and you'll see what our cause is about and why we wrote that book. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you yeah. for sharing. Yes, thank so that, you for I think having me. Yeah. Well, I and I remember when that happened because you and I were doing something. Yeah. I don't remember. We were trying to do something. And um, you yep. said, oh my gosh, this horrible thing has just happened. I can't even talk about it. So, yeah. um, you know, I, and I, I can appreciate that kind of situation. Um, okay. So is there anything that you'd like to, well, first of all, let me ask you, what are you reading right now? It's funny that you say that. I just finished both of those books 
so I'm not reading anything. I'm reading okay. manuals at, at at the company right now um, because we are <laughs> we're we're re we're re uh, training on new guidelines and things that are are happening at Annie Mac. I'm reading a lot of uh, reports. So, but I will be reading launch. So as of next well, week, when you. you hand it over to me. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Well, thanks. I thanks for that little plug. I appreciate that. Um, it's it's absolutely been a pleasure. I hope that everybody listening, you know, one, uh, you know, consider getting getting um, Christine's book um, and. Uh, uh, clear boundaries. I couldn't remember the name of it. Clear boundaries. Um, consider getting mine. Yeah, I'd love it. Uh, yeah. Mine's available on Amazon as well. Uh, if you want a signed copy, get in touch with me personally, and I'll get a signed copy out to you. Um, and uh, you know, I really appreciate your insight. You know, from a major company. I mean, a, a very large, mid-sized company, if you want to call that yeah. mid-sized to large company, and your. Um, what you're doing to help penetrate and help these um, help your your team grow, and so um, without someone being at your company, they just learn what you guys are doing. So go out and do it. You know, I talk about all the time: stop talking, take action. Let's let's yep. get it done. So, I want to thank you right. again for taking time with me here today. Um, look forward to seeing you here in a, in a week, next week sometime. Yeah, and so do um, I. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. And everybody, again, thank you so much for listening in. Uh, you know, it's my goal that I'm just sharing, you know, as much wisdom as I can. Um, I'm, not, I'm not the, I don't know it all, so that's why I get other people in here as well. Um, and I, you know, I hope that you appreciate the wisdom and it helps advance and move the needle on your business. And we look forward to seeing you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. If you liked what you heard, please drop by iTunes and leave a comment or rating. Get more free email updates transcripts, selling and education resources, and Jen's upcoming speaking events. Just visit our website at kineticsparkconsulting.com.